What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So we was living in her back room. At the time, I was doing Shopify websites for my brother. I was doing DoorDash. I was doing anything. I started flipping pallets and stuff to stay above the waters. Like, I was broke. We don't want to put the items back on the shelf. We want to set, like, we got to get rid of this stuff because we have new stuff coming in every single day. So uh, instead of putting it back on the shelf, we can just sell it. Buy the pallets, buy the truckload, buy the whatever. So okay. you get a truckload, bring it to your house, your warehouse, wherever, and then you start selling by the pallet. You become, you're not the middleman anymore. And it's like when you get a taste of freedom of you having a business but not having to work in your business, that's true freedom. You know what I mean? People have good jobs making six, seven figures, but they're tied to a desk. They're tied to, you know, their time is is tied up. Tied up. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes and snitches, better watch who knows in your business. All right, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we are back with another amazing episode. I have my special guest with me, Mrs. Ashley Johnson, also known as Ashley J. What's up, Miss Ashley? How <laughs> What's are you? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. All the way here from Phoenix, yep. Arizona? Mm-hmm. Originally from California, but I live in Phoenix now. So Okay. How, how is it in uh, Phoenix? Hot. It's real hot. <laughs> hot and dry. Yeah. But I mean, you're going to get more for your money in Phoenix than you are in California. You know what you are. Because, yeah. there, I mean, there's a lot of like like land in Phoenix, right? Yeah. And it's not very highly populated, right? Um, I mean, I mean uh, now, oh, now, it is? now because people in California, it's like way too expensive to buy a house. So people are just moving to Arizona, Texas, things like that. But okay. um, yeah, I moved to Phoenix in 2015, moved back 2019, but I'm back. <laughs> okay. I go back and forth. You so. go back and forth. Yeah. All right, cool. So you are the queen of flipping pallets. Yeah. Flipping pallets. So I wanted to bring you on here because, you know, we like to cover just different niches in logistics, right? Transportation, logistics, the supply chain in general. And when I heard your story, I thought it was really unique, you know, what you were doing with pallets. So before we get into it, let's put it into some context. What is flipping pallets? Just give us like the a brief overview, and then we'll get into the meat of it. Okay. Um, so basically what we're doing is we're getting products from the liquidation warehouses. They come on pallets. So let's just say Amazon, Target, Walmart, they have returns. They necessarily don't want to put them back on the shelf because they're getting new products all the time. So what they'll do is sell their um, products. They'll put like returns, overstock. Um, cut, uh, what am I trying to say? Returns, overstock. Um, shelf pulls, things like that, seasonal stuff. They'll put it on pallets. They'll take it off the shelves or do whatever what they if they receive it back, put it on pallets and sell it to the wholesale um, warehouse or the liquidation warehouse. So what we're doing is we're going and we're buying the product. You can buy it by the case, by the truckload, by the pallet. So um, some people do buy by the truckload, but I got a lot of people buy it by the pallet. We get it from the pallet, put it on OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace, and we turn around and we sell it. So we're flipping the product, but I call it flipping pallets because we usually get pallets and we flip it. Mm, all right. All right. Dope. All right. So let's get into the backstory a little bit. Let's Let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey. 
Um, you said we already covered you're from Phoenix, Arizona, right? Um, talk about coming up a little bit. Um, so I was born in California. Um, my mom didn't raise me, so she gave me to my aunt. So my aunt gave me a great life. Okay. Um, you what know, part of California? We, I was born in Pasadena, California. Pasadena, okay. I uh, grew up in like Fontana area, San Bernardino area, things like that. Um, so my aunt gave me a great life or whatever, but, um, you know, not. and I have six siblings. So we all kind of grew up different. Some of them grew up like me, some of them didn't. And uh, we were separated and then, but we always stayed close. And she Same had, mother, same father, or your siblings? Um, five of us have the same mom, same dad. The other two have different dads. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So um, the Johnsons, um, well, first it's my sister, Nishana, and then it's uh, me, brother Chris, James, Eric, Kim, and then I have a little sister. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So you obviously big family, a lot of, lot of brothers and sisters coming up. Yeah. Um, how, how was life coming up as a kid? You um, said you had a great life. So. Yeah, yeah. She gave me a great life. Um, although she gave me a great life, I always wondered, like, why my mom didn't want me, you know? But then right. I realized, like, she was in the street. She was just being mm. her. So um, half of the time, like, some of my brothers and sisters would come live with us when my mom was in jail. And we just have fun. Okay. Like, okay. We, we just had a lot of fun. Play hide and go seek, tag, ride scooters and bikes outside all the time, get okay. in fights, stuff like that. So we were always close, though. All right. So, so growing up, did you go to college? I did like go that? to college. I dropped out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My aunt um, wanted me to go to college and I wanted to go to college too. But then I realized when I was in college, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Mm. So I'm just like, damn, I'm just taking these classes. I really don't know what I want to do because I feel like when you're young, they push going to college. That's all they know is pushing college. But you're not really seeing like what your child is into. You don't know what they're into. You don't know anything about them because you're at work all day. And, you know, that's just the life we live. Um, you know, she went to work for 13 hours a day. And then when she'll come home, it was she has to feed us and go back to work. So it's not like we really know what our kids are into. They didn't, She didn't really know what I was into. Right. I didn't know anything about myself either. So right. um, I went to college. I didn't. I dropped out after three years. What did you study while you were there? Um, I did general, um, what am I trying to say? I did general, uh, studies. Okay. And then I think my actual major was going to be business. So. Okay. But that was around the time when you said, ah, I'm Yeah. Good. So what happened was I, I went to Cal State San Bernardino, dropped out, moved to Arizona. Me and my kids dad moved to Arizona. I had two kids in Arizona and then that didn't work out. So I moved back home. Okay. So when I moved back home, it was like, start over. Okay. So... Got you. All right. So talk about starting over. Man, listen, <laughs> I moved back home with my two kids. We was in a bunk bed in the um, in her house. So we was living with my aunt. She always took me back in. Anytime I failed at something, she'll take me back in. So we was living in her back room. At the time, I was doing Shopify websites for my brother. I was doing DoorDash. I was doing anything. I started flipping pallets and stuff to stay above the waters. Like, I was broke. Okay. Um, then she got foster kids and she told me like, uh, the kids have to be in a room. So y'all got to go in the living room. Right. So I'm just laying there on my bed. Like, dang, I got two kids and I'm on the couch. Like I got to get my life together. Although yeah. I was doing all these side hustles, I was still spending my money like crazy. You know what I mean? I think I was comfortable because she let me stay there rent free. Mm. So what are you spending your money on going out fast food. Um, just, just. Just anything, life. just yeah. kind of like yeah. Things that like, don't I wasn't, I wasn't focused at all. Okay. Um. Then I found out about flipping pallets, and 
I started doing that for a while and I moved back home okay. or, or back to Phoenix okay. so that me and my kid's dad can co-parent better Okay, because he still was in Phoenix. Moved back. I was still flipping the pallets and my brother told me like, uh, you got to show everybody else how to do this. Right. And right I'm like, right. huh? So I kind of put out a course and it's been showing everybody how to flip how to pallets. Flip yeah. All right. So, so, so let's talk about that. How did you find out about flipping Flipping pallets. So initially in 2019, my brother called me like, hey, I got this um, I got this thing we can do. And I'm like, what? Because he's always like trying to make more money or whatever. Right, right, right. He's an entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. <Right>. So <laughs> he, yeah, he was like, there's this website called GovDeals.com and it's uh, government entities want to get rid of their products. Okay. So they'll sell them to GovDeals or whatever, or they'll put them on that website. What type of products are, are these? <sighs> anything. So anything you can get from a school, a police station. So you can get an ambulance truck. You can get, uh, yeah. An ambulance Yeah, truck? like anything. Like, okay, okay, so let's just say the police pulled you over and you were selling drugs and they confiscate your car and you can't get it back, then they'll put it on that website. So you can go buy cars even on that website and, you know. Okay. So That's anything from a... Gov, yeah, GovDeals.com? GovDeals.com. You okay. guys could check that out. Okay, cool. So GovDeals.com, he went on there and he bought, um, I think it was 120, 130 computers. And he was like, I'm going to put them at your house and you got to flip them. So we flip them and you'll get a percentage off um, every order that you do. Okay, 120 computers. Yeah, 120 computers. Okay. He bought them, I think, less than $100 each. Okay. And then we were, he had a big social media following. So we turned around and sold them for like either three to 350 depending on if you want to ship in or not. Okay. Were these laptops or? They're desktop computers. Desktop computers. Mac computers. So it's not like I had to, we didn't have to tell anybody like, it's a Mac computer. Like, yeah. it's a Mac computer, it sells itself. Yeah, I don't have to yeah, convince yeah, yeah. you to 100%. buy it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So, um, we end up doing that. And how did you how did you sell them? All right, guys. Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show. Like, how, like you said, you use so his I social made, media. So or? he had a, a big social media following. I didn't. Right. Um, I made a Shopify website. So he showed me how to. Him and my little brother showed me how to do websites because I was already working for them. Okay. Um, so I did the website for him, and then he'll just be like, "Hey, I got these computers for sale. If anybody wants them, some traffic. I'll get the order, pack it up, package it, send it off on UPS, post office. But post office was breaking our products okay because it was big i was um what am i trying to say bubble wrap so i was bubble wrapping everything put an extra bubble wrap or whatever and they were still breaking our products so we have to go through the insurance so me and him kind of got into it he like you get them my products bro i'm like <laughs> no nah, like that's them yeah, yeah yeah um so that's when we came up with you know what let's just stop putting them on the website because it's ruining your brand because he has a big social media and it's like oh i bought a computer from him and it came in broke right you know what i mean right. so he was like i was like let's just put them on offer up or facebook marketplace and gotcha. that's where we got that idea from crazy enough when i moved back to uh, california to live with my aunt or my mom which i call her um my cousin michael had was flipping pallets and i'm like what are you doing not knowing this was the same thing that we already had done it came on pallets the big computers came on the pallets mm -hmm. 
I didn't know you can go to warehouses also. I'm just thinking this is an auction website or whatever. Okay. So he was going to this place called Via Trading in L.A., and he was getting products. So he would just record it on his Snapchat. I'm like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm getting these products on these pallets and I'm flipping it. And I was like, take me next time. Okay. So I went with him next time and I was overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm not getting nothing. Why is all these products? You know, I was like, why right. are all these products in this warehouse? This now, is now, weird. Now, where, he took you to one warehouse? One, what, one warehouse? warehouse called Via Trading. Yes. Okay, it's called Via Trading. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you walk into that warehouse, this warehouse is specifically used for what? Um. To hold like that kind of inventory? Yes. So all the customer returns, shelf pulls are overstocked that they have contracts with Amazon, Walmart, Target, things like that. So they'll have the contract with them. Like, hey, uh, Amazon is allowing us to buy their overstock, customer returns, shelf pulls, things like that. Okay. So then they'll bring it to the warehouse and the warehouse holds all that stuff so that we can come in and buy it. So, okay. So the only people who would be visiting this warehouse are people who are looking to purchase the, the things on these pallets. Yes. These pallets. Mm-hmm. And they just hold it. It just sits there. Now, are there is there a price on this stuff already or do you have to negotiate that price? No, no, no. The work? price is usually on there. De- each warehouse is going to be different. Okay. So you can run your warehouse however you want. That particular warehouse, the price is on there and it'll tell you the retail price too. Okay. So it'll tell you price to sell it for also. Well, when you say the retail price. Retail how much it's selling or originally how much it is. Oh, was, the original price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they'll say, so it'll be like, this was 500. So we're selling it for 300. Yeah. So it'll say retail. If the whole pallet is 500, It'll say um, retails maybe a thousand, but then they'll have their price of five hundred. Okay. But honestly, I mean, I got some ways that we can choose, or we can choose our palettes. So you want to make sure that you calculate everything. They might tell you the retail price is five hundred. We got, we can go on eBay right now, scan the item, and see how much it's sold for because the retail price is obviously going to be a little different. Um, so we can go on eBay, scan the item, see, oh, okay, this sold last month and it sold for this amount. So that's kind of how we would price it. Then you calculate everything that's on that pallet and see if you can make a profit or not. Okay. So when you when you, when you you see this pallet, give me an idea of like how the space is set up. It's just like a, a big warehouse with a bunch of... Are, are these pallets organized in any particular fashion or are, are they just like kind of randomly just thrown all over the place? Uh, depends on which warehouse you go to, but the one in Via Trade or Via Trading, they have different categories. So they'll put like their shoes over here. Some warehouses have shoes. Some warehouses have clothes. Um, they're categorized... Let me see... They have like, um, you could buy by the cases, by the truckload. So if you're buying by the truckload, that's in the back. If you're buying just the one pallet by itself, then that's like in the middle. And then they have the cases on the left-hand side. So sometimes it is categorized by cases, truckloads, or pallets. And then it's also categorized by what type of inventory they have. So the shoes are going to be over here. And then we have the clothes over here and things like that. Okay. And anybody could go in this warehouse. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make up an appointment or anything like that? Um, How does that well, work? when COVID hit, they were doing appointments, but obviously you could just call up there and see whatever warehouse um, you're going to call. So you Google liquidation warehouses wherever you live. That's how you find them. Okay. So um, if you live in Atlanta and I'm right now, I go on Google and I type in liquidation warehouses near me or in Atlanta, they'll get, they're going to bring some up. You will call them and ask them, hey, do I need to make an appointment? Do you sell to the public? 
um, do I need a seller's license? Some places, most places don't, but some places do require you to have a seller's license. Via trading, uh, you just sign up online. So you just make an account. I didn't make an account. I didn't know anything about this. I was just going with my cousin. He already right. had an account. So when I was uh, ready to buy, they're like, did you make an account? I'm like, no. She's like, okay, well, they're, they're helpful. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. want you to buy this product. They're yeah. trying to make their money. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're very trying helpful. to get it out of there. Yeah. Liquidation. We're trying yeah. to get it out of here. Yes, All exactly. Right. So. All right. All right. So you go to that warehouse. Let's go back to that experience. It opens your mind to this opportunity. So what happens next? Yeah. So I started flipping pallets for a few months. I'm like, as soon as I got home. But, but stop. Okay. So before that, like, what, do you purchase anything there that day? Oh, you yeah. Go back. Let's kind of get into the okay. story. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't going to get anything. And my cousin was like, no, like you're getting something. Right. And he's our older cousin. I'm like, okay, whatever. Right. So he was, he starts scanning items. He's like, look, this is how much this is going for in the store. So he started breaking it down to me like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'll do So it. what is he using to scan that? He's just, you can literally put the UPC number in on Google. Okay. So that's what we're doing. So we're okay. trying to see at this time, I don't know anything about the eBay app. We're just going off the... Google. Which what's, is, what's on Google? Yeah. Anytime you get a product, the box on it, you could put the UPC number on Google and it's going to pop up and it's going to show you what it's selling for on Amazon, Target, Walmart, wherever the item is sold. Okay. So he's like, look, this is going for this amount. So based off the pallet, you got a $500 pallet and everything on there, you can probably make like $1,200. Then, you know, I need that profit. Mm. So um, I found my pallet. And it was four ninety. I paid well. It was four fifty, but I didn't bring my seller's license. Mind you, I had a seller's license because I had started a business in twenty eighteen, but I didn't bring it with me because I kind of let that business, you know, whatever. Okay. Okay. So if you um, have a seller's license, you're going to save on sales tax. So get your seller's license. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so I paid that four fifty plus the tax. So it was four ninety. Okay. So we had brought a truck and his van. We bring it back to my house. It's too late to do anything. So the very next day, I'm like, my, I'm telling my mom, like, hey, I got this stuff. And she's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, right, first like of you all. You got a bunch of junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only like, want you to get out. I'm already, yeah, really yeah. Well, you moving backwards. <laughs> yeah, I, I know she was looking at me like, girl, what are you doing? Right. So um, I bring it, I bring the pallet home, put it in the garage, and I sold something to her. I'm like, look. I got this, um, it was a grill, it was an indoor grill, so you can make like pancakes or whatever on. Okay. Uh, and I showed her, I said, look, it's selling for $50 on Walmart, I'll sell it to you for 35 So mm. they like that. Gotcha. And um, so I just started taking pictures of it, and I put it on OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace, and it started going like crazy because it was the beginning, the Right before the pandemic hit, or was it the beginning of the pandemic, people kept saying, my kids are in the house, they're bored, and I had hoverboards. And sometimes people return. You got to think about the reasons why people return items. I know a lot of people are like, well, why would you want to buy a return item? Think about how many times you order something on Amazon, you got the wrong item, or the item looks bigger online than it is in person. Right. Sometimes people buy stuff and they're like, man, I should have never spent this money. So they send it back. Well, Amazon doesn't necessarily want to put the items back on the shelf. Like we got new products coming. I worked at Amazon too for many years. So okay. we don't want to put the items back on the shelf. We want to set, like, we got to get rid of this stuff because we have new stuff coming in every single day. Mm. So uh, instead of putting it back on the shelf, we can just sell it by the pallets, by the truckload, by the whatever. Right. Um, so I brought the stuff home. I listed on offer a Facebook marketplace and it just starts selling. So those platforms are free. That's why I preach. This is for people who are trying to figure out like, I need a side hustle. I need some extra money. So I use those free platforms and stuff starts selling. So I like go back. I'm like, get another pallet and you keep going. So off that four, uh, 490, 
I sold everything. I made like $1,200. So, um, you know, there's obviously a little bit of profit in there. Right. And I took that money and I went back and I kept flipping. I kept flipping. And I'm telling, I'm telling my brother, I'm telling everybody, like, I'm making money off these pallets. And my brother's like, yeah, you got to show everybody else how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So what are the best type of products to look for when you go into these these warehouses? Like what sells the best? Um, Really... It really just depends. I got people who sell electronics and make money. I got people who sell furniture, overstock furniture, and they make money doing it like that. Some people like um, lawnmowers and stuff like that. So I got people, so many people selling different items. So it's kind of like. Right. So, okay. Well, what do you like to sell? Let's put it. Um, when I first started, I'm like, I like electronics. So okay. I would do like the hoverboards. Um, we would get speakers. Y you can find anything on a pallet. Okay. So. Um, I was doing hoverboard speakers, grills, fans, TV mounts, anything's on a pallet. So when you went when you went back after you read read up, you got your twelve hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Did you go back to the same spot again, or did you find? Yeah, yeah, place? same spot. I I was doing the same spot for a long time, for a few months before, okay. and then that's when I moved. So okay, it up. so how, how, what made you move to another spot, and then where'd you go after the after you started after you stopped? What was that? What was it called? Uh, uh, via trading. Via trading. Yeah. yeah. So how, where'd you go after that? Um, I went online. So okay. on liquidation.com, mind you, we already knew about gov deals. Okay. So we got gov deals. We got liquidation.com. I ordered some headphones, um, from there. There's direct liquidation. Um, but I moved back to Phoenix. So when I would come, so when I moved back to Phoenix, I still had some items from my palette. So I just sold the rest of them on offer up Facebook marketplace in Phoenix. It works anywhere. Okay. Um, then we started doing online and then what happened? Oh, that's when I had put out the course. So mm. then we start learning about the places in Phoenix to go to. So okay, so so not only do you go to warehouse, but you also shop online, purchase stuff. Yep, and then and flip that stuff as well. Yeah, because sometimes some of these places are online. So oh. so you can get small. I would I don't necessarily tell people. I don't like to tell people to get pallets online because you have to think about the shipping. We don't want to uh, cut into our profit. Right. So, but you can get boxes like mystery boxes, or you can just get. Um, like a box of phones. I kind of messed up on that one. I tell my story. I lost $4,000 doing that. But how? What happened? I didn't read it. So on liquidation. Was it liquidation or direct liquidation? One of those websites, somebody was selling a box of Galaxy phones and I didn't read at the bottom where it says they might need repair. So <laughs> I spent $4,000 on phones and I lost the money. But Okay. So they all broken. Yeah, they work, but they needed their screens repaired. If it was iPhones, I could have got the screens repaired for like $100 maybe. But these Galaxies, they cost like 230 and the, the phone was selling for like 300 I think. So I was like, damn. So you couldn't do nothing with those phones at all? No. So that's why I preach when you order online, um, read it once, read it twice, read it again. Make sure you're reading what you're ordering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what type of profit margins do you typically see in when you're flipping the pallets? Like just to give us an idea. Um, around 500, 600. I got people with $1,000. I got people who will buy a pallet for $500 mm -hmm. and one of those items sold for seven or $800. So, so one item on the pallet yeah. will sell for, will basically cover the cost of the pallet yeah. and some. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, it varies. It really varies because sometimes you can literally look at these pallets and be like, nah, like that's not nothing to get. Like sometimes it's broken, damaged items and you can obviously tell. Yeah. Um, but it really just depends, man. There's, I got people who make thousands of dollars off one pallet. I got people who make, two, like they mess up. They get $50 off that pallet, if that. 
Right. So right. What, what are some of those red flags? Get, get into some of that. Like when you're looking at the pallets, what are some things aside from just an obvious damage item? Mm-hmm. Are there any other things that you look at and say, no, nah, I don't want to I don't want to mess with that? Yeah. Well, so that's why I teach about um, using those apps like eBay and see how much the item sold for. Okay. So we and we can see when's the last time an item sold. So if you scan an item and it ain't sold in a year, now there's no reason to get that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I want to know why would I wait and try to figure out what should I sell when I can see when's the last time something sold. You know what I mean? And calculate. So people go in there and they just get a pallet because it's five hundred dollars, which you didn't calculate how much you can potentially make, how much this stuff is going for, or how much you can sell it for. You're not doing your due diligence, so now you're just getting a pallet because it's five hundred dollars. It's not even five hundred dollars worth of stuff on that pallet. Right. So. Right. So when when you go on these these other marketplaces like Facebook and so forth and so on, like how how do you advertise your stuff? Do you advertise it as a business? Is it like a general like? I'm just putting out some stuff like it's just a person. Like, how do you and what what works better when to attract people to your products? You know what? You can do this. One thing about this business, you can do it however you want. So me personally, I just I used to take pictures myself and post it. Like if I had a picture or if I had a hoverboard, I'll take a picture of a hoverboard. But then I realized I'm like, this is the same thing that's selling on Amazon. Screenshot that picture. Use that, upload that picture, cross out their price and put your price. So mm. they know that this is how much it's going for in the store. So I advertise as a, just a regular person, but you can definitely advertise as a business on Offer Up Facebook Marketplace. But you guys can also um, do Shopify. So like the computers, we made a Shopify store for that. Okay. Some people sell on um, social media. Some people sell on eBay. However you guys want to do it. It's not like you're limited to Facebook Marketplace or Offer Up. You can sell it however you want to. Right. What do you think is the best way to do it? For me, I'll start off free. So offer up Facebook Marketplace if um, because you got, you can also ship off of there. You don't have to necessarily just meet up with people. You guys can ship off um, offer up or mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace and they have pre uh, made labels that you guys can use. What was the most money you made flipping pallets? Oh, uh, off one pallet alone, twelve hundred dollars. Off one pallet, yeah, twelve hundred. And how mm-hmm. much did you spend for that pallet? Five hundred. Okay, so you made twelve hundred and you spent five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you made a pretty good return. Yeah. So in 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 building this business, like scaling it, like how, like how often do you think somebody would have to go and purchase pallets? Like, what would be a good routine for somebody to, like, like to actually build make a business out of this? Is this a business or is this a side hustle? It could be both. <laughs> you know how many people started their own business from flipping pallets, and I'm like, I, I interview people all the time, and this girl just retired her husband. Because she started flipping pallets and then she actually turned it into a business. So this can definitely be a business. Um, I've got people who buy by the truckload. They'll get a storage space and they'll just start selling out the storage space. So they're saving on because they don't want to go pay for like a space like this. You have to pay monthly monthly rent and things like that. They'll go get a storage unit and sell them like that. Mm. So this can be a business. Or I got people who actually have big warehouses too. Some people sell online. This can be a business. I When I first started telling people about it, my mindset was this is a side hustle so that you can do whatever it is that you really want to do. Then I started, like, people start starting uh, businesses doing it. I'm like, dang, I didn't even think about, like, it could really be a business. Right, right, so, right. The woman that you were just referring to, what, mm-hmm. what, what was she selling? Like, how'd she get She started? sells furniture, overstock furniture. Okay. So she gets truckloads of overstock furniture and she sells it online. So she has an e-com store. So she doesn't sell by the pallet. She'll, if she has um, her overstock, maybe it'll be like a desk, right? So she'll get all the boxes of the desk and stuff like that. She'll take a picture of it on off or, you know, 
as it's presented on Amazon or whatever. And um, she made an e-com store, takes good photography, and she sells it like that. So okay. she, she says she has three warehouses. Got you. And and she learned from, from you? Mm -hmm. She started off flipping pallets because it opens up your mind to, well, not only can we get it by the pallet, we can get it by the truckload. Mm. So when you buy by the truckload, you're you're saving, you're, you're buying in bulk. So the more that you buy, obviously the bigger discount. Okay. So then... Um, and then sometimes they sell better items when you buy by the truckload. So okay. you get a truckload, bring it to your house, your warehouse, wherever, and then you start selling by the pallet. You become, you're not the middleman anymore. Is there anything that you have to do differently if you bring a truckload or is it the same process for the most part? Um, truckloads probably, um, you have to have obviously like a somewhere where they can unload it and stuff like that. But okay. uh, it's pretty much the same thing. Okay. Okay. Got you. All right. So then you start teaching people how to do this. Mm -hmm. What made you said basically your brother was like you got to show people how to do this. What what did you start in terms of creating the course? Um, like what did you put into the course? Like give us an idea of what's what's in it. So you know when people look at it, what yeah. would they what would they find? Yeah. So um, like I was saying about those preventative measures that <laughs> we don't want to just waste our money because I've seen people lose money in this. I'm not here to preach that you will guarantee make money because if you're not paying attention, you will lose money. And mm -hmm. I've been I lost money before. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, we talk about where you can get that because obviously people want to know where can you get the um, the products from? Right. Where is it at in my area? How right. do I get into this? Right. Um, so we talk. I give you one hundred and fifty warehouse locations around the US, UK and Canada cuz you can do it in Canada also. Okay. Um I give you at least 30 online websites. We talk about some ways not to lose money, what to look for in a pallet. Um what else is in there? Me actually flipping a pallet. So I have a PowerPoint for the people who like to write down notes and stuff like that. And I'm talking over the PowerPoint and I'm telling you, you know, everything about flipping pallets and stuff like that. And then we also have me flipping a pallet. Um, you following me to the warehouse, me listing it. I show you guys how to list it, um, how to do your price points, how to do descriptions and stuff like that, because that matters too. Because anybody can go get a pallet and put an offer up, but is it going to sell? You want right. to make sure your descriptions are good. You want to make sure your um, pictures are good. Your price point is good because you don't want to just um, say like, I have a table for sale. Okay, well, <laughs> well, come on, man. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, so right. we give information on how to list it, ship it, where to get the products from, how to find them in your area. Not only do I give you locations because um, obviously I want to give you locations, but I show you how to find them yourself. There's a little, you go on Facebook Marketplace, you can look for them on there too. So right. go on Facebook Marketplace, you guys can search liquidation warehouses, liquidation pallets, truckloads for sale, things like that. Got you. How, how meticulous are you when it comes to like price point and stuff like that? Are you like, do you say I need to make a certain amount off of this or is it just kind of like, like how do you frame that? How do you think about that? Um, it really depends on how much the item is going for in the store. Um, but I'm not really... To me, if I see a table that's selling for $100 at Walmart or Target, I'm going to probably price mine 75 to 80 um, Obviously, they don't want to. I don't want to compete with Walmart. You know what I mean? Right. If I, But it's a little different because if you go on eBay, if you know about retail arbitrage, if you go on, let's just say you went to Walmart right now. They were going on Walmart or they were going to Walmart getting $200 pulls and turn around flipping them on eBay for 2000 Mm. Right. So that's retail arbitrage. So it's kind of like almost the same business, but not really. So it depends on what platforms. If you're doing offer up Facebook or, or offer up or Facebook marketplace, I don't want to compete with Walmart. But if I'm going to go on eBay, I can sell it higher than um, what I'm going to sell it for on offer up or Facebook marketplace because not everybody has 
these particular pools all over the world. eBay, you can sell all over the world. Right. So, so, so with with e-commerce, like I mean, I know there's like a boom in e-commerce. Like, has that? How has that impacted what you do? Like, because I mean, there's a lot of selling online. There's always been a lot of, but I think it's probably more than ever now. Like, is are the are these wall are these warehouses stocked like crazy now? And are the pallets uh, more expensive than they may have been when you first started? Like, can you talk about that? Uh, they probably are a little more expensive than when I first started, but. It depends on where you go also because I went to a warehouse not too long ago in Phoenix and they had $300, $400 pallets. So it really depends on where you go and if they're in it just to make money or they want to help you make money too. So the place in Phoenix, um, they have pallets for like three to $400. And to me, you know, after I did all my evaluations, they look like good pallets that you can make some money off of. Now, if they're a warehouse where they're just trying to Obviously, like they're big on social media. They're trying to, you know, make they're trying to uh, make more money rather than you make the money. Then right. they're going to be a little more higher. So gotcha. I've, I have seen that happen. Um, one of the warehouses I used to go to, they're a little more expensive now. I done shot at them out a lot, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I um, mean, now they're starting to do auctions and stuff like that. So it really just depends on where you go. Is there any is is there any amount that's like too much to pay for one of these pallets? No, nah, because it depends on what's, what's on it, it. Right. So if I get a thousand dollar pallet, but it got four thousand dollars worth of inventory on it, then it's a good pallet. I can't put. I can't say five hundred dollars is like is like the limit. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So it you just, so you you have to be able to identify what's on there and do your due diligence and figure out what's the value of this mm -hmm. stuff. Like I got a pallet for a thousand dollars. I think this was like four weeks ago, and one of the items itself was eight hundred dollars. Right. So it really just depends. It's not like if I spend a thousand. Oh, you spent too much. Right. Or, you know what I mean? It depends on what's on that. Right. That what's the what's the craziest thing that you've you found and sold? Mm, I don't think I had any no I mean weird products. No weird not me personally. <laughs> but my what, students, what, yeah. What uh dildos, that, that... um, all types of stuff. <laughs> yeah. They they, they they sell anything. <laughs> they sell it. anything. Anything will come on a pallet because it's customer returns, overstock shelf pull. So anything that you see on Amazon can end up on a pallet. So you know, I, I always wondered how that worked because um you know, when you return stuff. So is everything that you return going to these places or does some of the stuff get back on uh, the shelf? I'm pretty sure some of the stuff gets back on the shelf, but it just depends. Um, like I said, it's particularly uh, Amazon. We don't want to put it back on the shelf all the time because we got new products coming in right. all you the time. You used to work at Amazon. Oh, yeah. What did you do at Amazon? Pick and pack. I used pick to pick, pick, work 10 hours shifts. Oh, man. You I did hated that, for, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, man. But, you know, and then I also work for their customer service. So I've seen now, I've done the warehouse customer service and now, you know, the pallets. So I've seen all. Like, yeah. how, how, how did that help you? Like, just seeing, like, kind of like the inside of inside. Well, I know how Amazon works and I know that there's, there's, there's receiving. So there's people putting stuff in the warehouses. So now I think about it like, yeah, why would we want to put stuff back on the shelves when, you know, we got stuff coming in all the time. So, right. um, and then I worked with the customer service and stuff like that. So. Man, Amazon's been a part of my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I did, uh, originally I was picking and then I got trained to pack or whatever. I did that for like two years when okay. I was like 18, 19 or whatever. And then I went back and tried to work at the warehouse again, but I'm like, I'm too old. This <laughs> is when I was trying to figure out my life. I'm like, I'm too old. I can't be working 10 hours running back and forth. Yeah. And then when I moved to Phoenix, there was a third party company that we were doing customer service 
for Amazon. So I got to see the custom, like, oh, uh, you know, people start lying, like, <laughs> oh, you guys sent me a box of rocks and um, instead of my camera that you guys, my $800 camera. And I'm like, right, come right, on, right, man. Right, right. I'm crazy. like, lady, we don't have no rocks in the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. That's great. So so if, if you were to just over, how long have you been flipping these pallets? Since 2019. Since so two years now mm-hmm. so about how much money have you made if you could like give us an idea like is it over six figures is it you know give us an exact number uh no in the five pallets. figures okay. flipping pallets alone yeah okay so like oh like 50 that 60 mm-hmm. something like that yeah okay cool talk to me about just entrepreneurship in general kind of making that transition from you know working at amazon and different stuff how has entrepreneurship changed your life and impacted your life man i changed my life in a few months honestly um I had a business in 2018, but what I was, kind of business? It was a, about that earlier. Yeah, hair care line, Curlay. Okay. Curlay? Um, yes, Curlay. So I'm assuming it was for like a curly hair product mm-hmm. or something? Like I that? have naturally curly hair. So um, we did oils, shampoo, conditioner, things like that. That didn't do well? No, it did, but I was spending all my money. On what? Uh, man, on like life. Adverti- oh, okay. Gotcha. You said <laughs> no, you did say that. So, I, so the product itself I, did well. Okay, so look, when I worked at jobs, I knew it wasn't for me. As soon as I walk in the job, I'm like, nah, like my creativity is leaving my body. Like I can't be myself. Right. This is not me. Right. So I would get, I'll have Curly going while I had a job and then I'll have a $600 day and I'm like, I, I want to quit okay. and I'll end up quitting or whatever. But then I'll start spending my business money on my personal life and- uh. You know, so don't do that. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. But um, yeah, so I had that. And then in 20, or when I put out this course in 2020, beginning of 2020, it changed my life because not only about, like how fast the course grew, people who were in the pandemic telling me like, I lost my job and I started flipping pallets and that's what fed my family. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like the impact you can make. I got people who are like, oh, you just sell a course on flipping pallets and da 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 I'm like, yeah, look how many people I'm helping though. Right. You got to change your mindset. So my life has changed so much. Um, I have this turned into a business for me. Right. And I went from working dead-end jobs, doing so many different things. And now like... You know, I, I obviously have the course business and I sell other courses, too, about different ways I make money. Like I rent out my car for money. You rent out your car? Like mm-hmm. Toro? Uh, higher car. Higher car? Yeah. I never heard of higher car. Is that is that so when, after Toro? Or? No. So higher, probably. But okay. higher car is when the drivers of Uber and Lyft don't have a car, but they need to rent a car to go make money. Oh, my God. So uh, this guy. It goes deeper and deeper. <laughs> yeah. So this guy's been having my car since May 20 or since May. And what are we in September? So yeah. super passive for me, which I like more. I, don't get me wrong. Um, my brothers put their cars on Toro. I use Hire Car because I'm doing, I got a lot of stuff going on. I got two little kids. I ain't got time to right. be meeting up, right. getting the car washed, all that. Right. If you're going to keep my car, just keep it. And yeah. it's super passive for me. But shout out to Toro too, because people are making a lot. You could probably make more money on Toro. So is is that, so Hire Car is more catered to like, if somebody was to just have your car for a long period of time? Yeah. Well, they're making money. They go to work every single day. But it's, the, right. So it's like people who want to use your car for a job yeah, as so, opposed to just like for like recreation. Yeah. I think you can do it like that on hire car but most of it is geared towards uh uber and lyft and now doordash that's so, pretty cool they yeah. they so they break they're breaking down levels like first it's like you could use your own car now it's like you could use somebody yeah, else's car yeah it's like you have no excuse not to make money in this, yeah. in this economy so that's super passive for me um 
I use this money to, so what you want to do is use your side hustle money and your job money, and then you go put it into some forever money. Cause we don't know how long, you know, uh, anything on the internet is going to last a side hustle. We don't know how long none of that stuff is going to last. So we go put it into some forever money. So I started getting into the stock market a little bit. I bought four rental properties in St. Louis and, um, I got some more businesses coming out. So Mm, it, it changed my life. Have you ever thought about, uh, warehousing, like getting into yep. the warehouse space? Mm-hmm. Is that something that's coming? Yep. Okay, well, yeah. no, you got your four businesses. The warehouses coming. Yeah, um, so, what, what should I talk to me about your idea for like the warehouse? What, what do you well, you know, I want to start my own warehouse, um, but it just depends on location and things like that. So that's kind of where I'm going back and forth on. But we just got a secure location, and we're gonna open up our own warehouse. And now, would you actually be like doing what like what they do, like getting pallets and reselling them? Like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So I'm a. It's gonna be a way for y'all to make money too. So I'm gonna be selling pallets. You know, it's gonna be a pallet warehouse. Um, I'm not gonna be the one you know working there but i'm gonna own it and you've uh, had enough of that in your life yeah you know what you put in that work initially and um uh, that's another thing so with social media it looks like everybody's just winning in life but you're not seeing you know the days i was doing doordash you're not seeing the days i was just literally flipping pallets by myself just out there getting it you know what i mean and it takes years and it takes you know a lot of not just flipping pallets but i was um managing people's social media Every side hustle you could think right. of, I'm d- I did it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, nah, like I'll hire somebody and, you know, we don't have a good time working on my team, but <laughs> <laughs> me actually, you know, um, yeah. but if I need to get out there and, you know, get it started, then I will. So we're going to do our own warehouse. I got a TV show coming up. So I got a, a lot TV of stuff. show? Mm-hmm. Talking about flipping palace? Nah, nah, nah. Another TV show? Yeah, we're going to do what? something else. Can, can, can no exclusive? Not yet? Uh, <laughs> Um, we're going to do a docu-series, okay. so we're going to start following the everyday person that became, you know, super successful off, you know, either social media, through business, through stock markets, whatever. Okay. Um, so we want to show the, the younger community that we can do whatever we, what it, whatever it is that you want to do, you can do it. It doesn't right. matter. You don't have to be a celebrity. You don't, the power of the internet, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And, you, and your brother's pretty successful as an entrepreneur, right? Uh, In the social media space too, right? What? Chris? Yes. Shout out to Chris Johnson because when I was broke, you know, he gave me a few jobs. I actually worked for him. So, you know what? Let's talk about it. Yeah. So, we in the Well Squad. So, the Well Squad is a community of almost 40,000 people. Okay. Um, we te- we have weekly classes except on Saturday. I think it's... I think Saturday's the only day we don't have a class. We teach stocks, real estate. Um, there's chats about flipping pallets. So, I teach a flipping pallets course and then I also I mean class and then I also teach about you know buying a car and renting it out okay we got people on there um my brother gives out his plays for but not only do we give out plays for um the stock market and crypto and stuff like that we have weekly classes on it so we have teachers in there actually teaching people how to do it and the classes are free so the monthly subscription is for $50 a month okay but you get everything in there for free okay so you can go back to the well squad university and watch all the classes that we're given every single day so we have a schedule out maybe uh i think my next class is going to be on flipping pallets and that's on tuesday of next week mm. so if I'm not going, somebody else is going about e-com. Somebody else is going about crypto. Somebody else is going about the stock market. Mm. Then we also give you, uh, my brother gives out plays, and then he also shows you the chart on this is why I bought it and stuff like that. So it's not just, here's my play, take it. It's the education behind it. And it's not just about stocks. I know a lot of people think that we're just talking about stocks, but no. Nah, uh, we have a CPA in there who gives classes and stuff like that. So we sound, try, sound it's like, a- uh, uh, sound like y'all missing trucking in the Wealth Squad. Maybe. Maybe you need to talk about that, Chris. Do, is on? there a chat for- ch- I don't no know. Trucking chat? 
We need to get yeah, some. Yeah, so. we might talk about that behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We, we, we want to talk to them 40,000 people too. Yeah. You know I mean? So I think it's dope that he's changing the community. And like I said, he grew up a lot different than me. Um, he started off real poor. My mom was poor and he would end up going to the military. So he went to the military. He started his own watch line. And then that opened the gates to showing people how to start their own brands. And then that opened the gates of, you know, actually, let's start a school. Let's That's do dope. it. Shout, shout out to him, man. Definitely somebody I follow on social media. Yeah. So he's doing big things. Um, talk talk to me about just, because one thing that comes up a lot, and I think we were talking about this earlier in, in the entrepreneurial journey, journey, just just mindset. Like, how did your mindset change? And what what do, do people need to shift in their mindset to kind of, you know, start their journey? Because a lot of times it's just people are just like stuck. Yeah. What what was the major thing that happened for you to where you knew you can succeed on your own without somebody giving you a paycheck week to week? The first time is when I put out the course on April 9th, 2020. I'll never forget that day. I had made $200 in that day. Excuse me. And I was like, okay, well, this is cool. But I was still doing DoorDash. I was still flipping the pallets. And then the very next day, I made $1,200. Mm. And I'm like... It, it just changes your whole mindset because I'm like, I just worked how many weeks doing, or I worked a full week doing DoorDash, probably made like three to $400 if that, when I can make money on my own. Like right. I, I already knew about it. I knew about making money online from my hair care line. But when you have a physical product, it's a little bit different. A right. physical product, you have to reinvest back into the product. Um, you have to get more products made or whatever, uh, like your inventory. But when you make money, like you, you're teaching people how to make money, right. you can sell this forever and you keep going and keep going. You're showing so many people. There's no limit to how many I can sell. I don't have to re-up on the inventory. Right. So when I made 1200 it wasn't just about the money. It was like, damn, like, look how many people you just showed that they can go make money doing this too. Right. So I changed my mindset because I'm like, nobody else has to pay me. I can go out there and get it on my own yeah. by me staying consistent. If you see on my Instagram, we post every single day. Yeah. Like I started hiring people to like do DMs, posting stuff like that because I grew so fast. I can, I got to the point where we were doing, I came to Atlanta last year and we was doing DMs for three hours straight. And I'm like, yeah, I need help. <laughs> yeah. Like I need help. So right. it, it changes your mindset. If you know, you can do anything in this world. That's why I said, like, you come up with a side hustle, you can show other people how to do it too. Yeah. You take your side hustle money and your job money. I'm not here to preach quit your job. I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs doing that, but we want to be secure because when you go apply for that house loan and you ain't been in your business for two years, it's going to be hard for you to get a house. So you stay with your job, you get your side hustle, and then you put it into other things that are going to make you money forever. So that's when you tap in. You don't have to have millions of dollars to go buy rental properties and stuff like that. And I think that's like... A misconception, you know, or you can buy one house and then take the equity out and then go get another one, buy your rental property. So you got to change your mindset about uh, money. Money's not bad. People with money don't owe you anything. That's another thing. Mm. Um, people with money or who are successful, they don't owe you anything. They don't owe you the, their success or their accomplishments or anything like that either. You can make it happen for yourself. Mm. So uh, th like I said, my aunt gave me a great life, but it was my choices in adulthood who, that's why I ended up back to where I was is because my bad choices, right. me spending money uh, on things that wasn't going to make me no money, going out all the time. You know what I mean? At those payday loans, working those dead end jobs, not really knowing who I was. Right. So um, I think it wasn't until recently you start traveling and you start reading books and you start, you know, ex 
enjoying life and then you start figuring out who you are. It's not just about a course. It's not just about flipping pallets. It's about, you know, helping our community and then trying to help more people, you know, change their mindset and stuff like that. Got you. Now, that's dope. So just just tell me about because you talked about. You know, it wasn't about the money. It was about you helped people mm-hmm. like actually create an income stream for themselves. Yeah. So tell me about like the first story or the first person that came to you and was like, "Man, you 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 changed my life." Like by 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 your course, what I yeah. learned, I was able to do this. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um. All right. So I don't really have a relationship with this guy no more. But um, <laughs> he started flipping pallets, right? So he started flipping pallets at first. And then they hired him because he has a dope personality. They hired him um, at the warehouse to sell their items because they were a different... They didn't really speak English, right? Okay. So they hired him and um, he started start buying pallets from them too. Obviously, like he was selling his pallets at work. They let him do that. So he had his own pallets and he was selling it at work. And then he started his own warehouse. Mm. So now he's buying, he was buying by the truckload. And like I said, he bought a, um, a commercial or not a commercial space. What is it called? Um, storage unit. Okay. So then this is, and he's where I'm from. So I'm from, uh, in an area called San Bernardino, California. One of the the craziest cities out there, right? <laughs> so I've heard, heard of that area. So the crime is is bad and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So he's in San Bernardino, California, giving people other ways to make money. So he turns into a business. He quits that job. He has his own business, flipping pallets, and um, you know he's giving income to other people. And when people send me the video, oh, thank you for um, sending me the pallet man. This was the guy back then. He's like, um, thank you for sending me to him. Um, I started uh, flipping pallets and now I don't have to work anymore. Stay at home moms. They tell me they do it in their uh, their side time or anybody who told me that they start flipping pallets um, during the pandemic when their jobs laid them off. We got a few people. uh, What's her name? There's a girl out here, actually. Her, uh, she's in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. She started her own business. Her and her husband started their own business. Okay. I got a few people that just started their own business. And when they tell me, like, dang, like, I quit my job. I was able to quit my job. You know, I don't preach quit your job. But if it happens, it happens, you know. And people would tell me, like, I didn't have no money. or this. Actually, no, I forgot. What was that girl's name who said she was in an apartment? Or she was in a shelter, my bad. Remember her? She said she was in a shelter. She started flipping pallets and she got her first apartment. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's dope. That's dope. All right, cool. So we're going to start kind of wrapping up. I, I I I love, you know, this concept because it's it's a simple concept. Yeah. But what we like to do on this show is bring awareness to simple things. Mm-hmm. Business is simple, you know, period. Yeah. It's just a matter of just knowing the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of times we don't know that these different things exist, like liquidation warehouses. Mm-hmm. And this is just all a part of like the supply chain, like your products that you're buying is going, when you send them back, they're going somewhere mm-hmm. and somebody else is able to make money off of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's opportunity. So I think what you're doing is really, really dope. Um, I love your story. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, you, you really got it from the mud. Yeah. You, know, you work hard and you are where you are today. So let's 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 kind of wrap it up. I want you to, um, we always wrap with a final thought. Yeah. You, you've been dropping jewels and you've been giving <laughs> kind of final thoughts, but just kind of think about what you want that final thought to be. And then after that, let's um, let's uh, let everybody know where they can connect with you and learn more about the flipping pallets, the course, yeah. and just your social media uh, in general. So yeah. Let's, let's, let's start with that. So start with the final thought, and then we'll go to the last part. Um, my final thought. I don't know, <laughs> man. I just want you guys to know that. Um, I kind of said that already. No, I don't want to. That's say all right. That. Say it again. <laughs> if it needs to be reiterated, yeah. we can reiterate it. If it's something that's important, that's like 
you need people to definitely understand just this. You can have anything you want out of life. You know, like I changed my life. I really went from like sleeping on my mom's couch to like I live a nice life now, you know, but it's through consistency. If you look on my page, there's nothing but consistency every single day. There's no days I take off. You know, rather it's it was flipping pallets, rather it's selling courses, rather it's teaching classes. I don't stop, you know, and I think a lot of times if you don't get those instant results, like you said earlier, people are really ready to give up. And it's like when you get a taste of freedom of you having a business but not having to work in your business, that's true freedom. You know what I mean? People have good jobs making six, seven figures, but they're tied to a desk. They're tied to, you know, their time is is tied up. So when you get true freedom then, you know, you really know what it's like to like be an entrepreneur. And this is how people stay wealthy through business, through the stock market. You know what I mean? Through real estate. So you really just got to tap in or now, you know, through crypto, but you really have to tap into one of those. And how do we get into that? You start learning about it, but you start applying the information. And if you have a business, don't just show up when you feel like it. You got to do it every single day. Mm. I feel like people just show up when they or they want to show up when they feel like it. I don't feel like talking about flipping pallets every single day. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about this every single day, but if it's going to get me to where I want to go and it's going to help the next person, why not? Mm. You know what I mean? So you got to be disciplined. When I first started making money, I was like, oh, let's go on a trip. Let's do this. Let's do that. Although my business was still going, then I sat back and I thought about it. I'm like, now I got to sit down and like keep creating more things to help more people. You get what I'm saying? So right. it's the consistency, it's the discipline and reinvest your money back into your business. That's why I don't preach people quitting their jobs because what happens is you start spending that business money. You might have a thousand dollar a day. You start spending your business money. And then what? You can't re-up on your inventory. You can't re-up on those ads that we pay. You know, we pay those pages to grow. You can't re-up or you can't invest back into your business because you done blew your business money. Right. So- I think it all starts with your mindset. Start reading more books. Start uh, like taking trips. That's how you expand your mind. You start li seeing people live different than what you live. You start appreciating how you really live and stuff like that. And the struggles you think you got, people got it worse. So mm. just make it happen for yourself, man. Nobody's about to come save you. And I got that from my brother. When mm. he told me that, nobody's going to come save you. That's real. Yeah. And and it's true. You know, and um even though he's successful, we got people and I'm successful. We got people around us who are not successful. And it's because you're not actively trying to be right. right. All the answers is out there. We right. got the well squad. We got courses. We got classes. It's all on YouTube, all of it, podcasts, anything. But people don't want to sit down and learn. People don't. If it's not instant. Oh, well, who cares? Mm. And it's like, why do you want to be like that? Why do you want like you? It's, it's a journey. I learned so much on this journey, even like the people around me who stopped messing with me just because of they think I'm too successful. I changed or whatever. And it's like you learn so much on this journey. So why, what story or what business do you know is just 100 percent fail proof? I right. never I never heard of a story like that. I never heard of a business that's like that. Right. So you have to be willing to when it's not easy, when it's not going right, to keep going. Just stay consistent. Um, what's the second question? And that was a final thought. <laughs> she, said, she said she didn't have nothing. Man. Yeah. That was a final thought. All right. The, she said, what's next? Ready to knock this one out the door. This one's easier. Where can people connect with you? You can find me on Instagram at Ashley. J93, Ashley J93 on Twitter, Ashley J9358. And that's pretty much where you can find me on YouTube, Ashley J. So okay. we get our YouTube. Ashley 93, you born in 93? Yeah. Okay. Why yeah. the 58 though? You weren't born in 58. Uh, you know what? I went to go get a Verizon phone one time and they had to make me an email. Somebody already had the Ashley J93. So, so. you actually use that email that they give you? Yeah. Nobody does that. 
<laughs> this was years ago. This was like 10 years ago. No, no, so, like they and give the, you these random and numbers. The, yeah. who, who really uses so those? So on Twitter. Do I use those for real? Look, I, you got to do something different. Listen, on Twitter, somebody has Ashley J93. Uh-huh. So I'm like, so it's like uh, whatever. 58, whatever. Like, whatever they give me, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Listen, so. Ashley J, this interview was dope. Thank you so much for your, your time flying in to teach us about flipping pallets. No problem. Um, truck and hustle, man. Definitely tap in with Ashley. This is dope, dope opportunity. Um, as we always do about this time, if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. Ashley J and I, we are out.